So here we are in the middle of December, almost to the end of 2019, and one of the things that most people have on their minds, or at least I think they should have on their minds, is their goals for 2020. You know, 2019 is wrapping up, you're probably reviewing how did I do on my goals this year, if you're a goal-setting person, which I would encourage you to be, uh, and then you're, you've got to start thinking now about what am I going to do in 2020. And so, I want to talk a little bit about goals and habits. Uh, you know, goals are something that uh, you use to be able to achieve something. Uh, but, you know, habits are also a really good thing to be thinking about for the new year because habits don't just let you achieve it once. Habits make you a person who does that thing on a regular basis. Uh, so you want to think a little bit about whether you're wanting to develop a goal or develop a habit. Personally, I'm a big goal person, and uh, I like to use a goal planner to try and uh, track my goals and keep me on track for doing all those things. And so let's talk a little bit about setting goals for 2020. So one of the first things I think everybody should do before they set any goals is don't think short term. If you're going to set a goal, then you need to be thinking about what do I want for my life in the long term? What am I trying to accomplish? Not just you know, a month down the road, not just a year down the road, not just two or three years down the road. What do I want my life to look like five years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now? And you need to start setting those goals that are going to get you to those places right now. If you wait until you get there to try and achieve what you want, you're probably not going to get there. So you have to create a picture for yourself of what you want your life to look like 10 or 15 years down the road. Now that doesn't mean it can't change. Obviously it can change over time. There can be things that change in your life that make you change your goals. There can be things that uh, you discover along the way that make you change your goals, and that's perfectly fine. But it, you need to at least start with a picture of what you think you want your life to look like 10 to 15 years down the road so that you can start getting those things done now because that's how you accomplish those really big goals in life. Um, so what I like to do is think about what I want my life to look like 10 years down the road and uh, I kind of get a good picture of that. I try to sit back and spend some time really picturing it, thinking about not just I want to accomplish this thing, but what do I want my daily life to look like? What do I want uh, my marriage to look like? What do I want my relationship with my kids to look like? You know, what kind of house do I want to live in? What kind of car do I want to drive? You know, what do I want my finances to look like 10 years down the road? And if I can start thinking about all those little details and really picture them in my mind, then I have a better chance of setting the goals that are going to get me to that place. And so after you've figured out what it is that you want your life to look like 10 years down the road, then you start breaking that down. Okay, how do I get there? What's going to be my plan? What does, it need, what do I need to, what does my life need to look like five years down the road? So you start thinking about, okay, five years down the road, we've got to get to here. So if we're going to get to there in five years, then what do I have to do in the next year to get me a fifth of the way there to where I want to be in five years? And so then I start thinking about annual goals. And the annual goals are the big goals that you're going to set and you're going to write down, but they're not necessarily the things that you're going to work on on a daily basis because I think you've still got to break it down even further than that. And so I, what I like to do is I set those big annual goals after I've got my picture of what I want my life to look like and those annual goals get written down and then I break it down into quarterly goals for how I'm going to get to that annual goal. And those quarterly goals are the things that I really try and focus on. 
And so I like to use a quarterly goal planner. And so I've switched quarterly goal planners recently. I used to use the 90X goal planner. It's a really good goal planner. There's things that I really like about it. Um, I've switched now to using what they call a max out planner. And there are several things in the max out planner that I like even better than I did the 90X. In the 90X planner, one thing that I liked about it is you had to rewrite your goals every week. And so that's really good for just kind of imprinting those goals in your brain. And then also, if you need to adjust the goals along the way, you know, you have the opportunity to do that as you rewrite those every single week. Now, the danger in that is you could rewrite those goals or change those goals along the way uh, so that you don't have to necessarily overcome the challenges or the obstacles that you come across. And that's not necessarily a good thing because you want to overcome those challenges. Whenever those challenges come up and those obstacles come up, you, you, that's a big part of achieving a goal is becoming the kind of person who can overcome those obstacles. You know, it's, all, it's not just about achieving the specific goal. It's also about how do I become the kind of person who can achieve that goal. That's actually, in my mind, about 75% of what goals are about, is becoming the kind of person who can achieve that goal, not just achieving the goal. And so that's one of the other things that I really like about this Max Out Planner is as I set my quarterly goals, at the bottom of the goal page for each one of those goals, there's a place where you can write in, three different behaviors or habits that people who achieve those goals have. And then you can track every single day, did I do that thing? You know, did I do a good job of uh, repeating that habit or did I do a good job of becoming that kind of person? And you rate yourself every single day, did I do it or did I not? And it's a great reminder for what kind of person you have to be to achieve the goals that you have. And so uh, that's one of the things that I really like about the, the Max Out Planner. And I use that to, to plan out my quarterly goals. And then, you know, obviously I go through four of those in a year. And I've got the same yearly goals as I go through there. Although those goals can also change over time. And we'll talk about that here in a little bit. So one of the, one of the important things that you need to think about as you set those quarterly goals is that they need to be SMART goals. And I know that seems almost like a cliche now because people use that acronym so much. But the reason it's used so much is because it works. It's because it's a really good method to think about your goals. And so what SMART stands for is specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. That's a SMART goal. I'll say that again. Specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. So your goals have to be specific, right? Um, and whenever I say specific, what I mean is it's really easy to set a goal uh, just to use an example here, I can set a goal and say, I want to get into real estate. Well, that can mean a lot of things. You know, I can get into real estate because I listen to a real estate podcast. Or maybe I read a book on real estate. Or, you know, that could also mean that I invested $200,000 into a new construction apartment complex in San Diego. But we don't know if it just says get into real estate. So you've got to make those goals very specific and the more specific you make them the easier it is to uh, achieve the next part of a smart goal which is to make it measurable so the more specific your goal is the easier it is to measure and the reason you want your goals to be measurable is because you want to be able to track your progress and see how you're doing so that you can change your behavior midstream if you need to in order to make sure that you get to that goal and so it has to be something that's measurable if it's just something like using the example I had before of getting into 
uh, real estate, that's not very measurable. You can't measure how far you got into it. But if you say that I want, you know, I'll use a different example. Let's say I want to save $10,000 this quarter and put that in my savings account. That's very measurable. You can see exactly how far you're getting on that goal as you go along. And so that's a, an example of a measurable goal. Now, the next thing in that SMART acronym is achievable. So it has to be something that you can achieve. You know, if I wanted to say, uh, set a goal that, uh, oh, I'm, tr I'm trying to think of a good example, but uh, let's say the goal is that I want to make a million dollars this year. Okay, well, that's a great goal, but I have to look at my situation and what I do for a living and say, is that achievable? In my case, that's not achievable. So I can't do that. That's not really something I can achieve. Now, could I, uh, could I say that I want to, uh, you know, save up a million dollars over the next 20 years? Yeah, I could say that I want to create a million dollars over the next 20 years. That's something that is achievable. But in a quarter, it's not achievable. And so the same thing kind of applies whenever you get to realistic. You have to look at what's realistic. You can set a goal of, I want to save $100,000. Well, that's great. That is an achievable goal for sure to save $100,000. Can I do it in three months? In my particular case, no, I can't save $100,000 in three months. And so that's not really realistic. And then the time bound part of it comes naturally whenever you're using a quarterly planner because you're setting quarterly goals. So it's already time bound. So you're saying, whatever this goal is, I'm going to get there by the end of this three months. And so that's what it means to, to set a SMART goal. And so I always want to make sure that my goals that I set are SMART goals. Uh, but, but once again, I'm going to bring this up again because I think it's so important. The, you have to remember as you set these goals that it's more important to become the kind of person who can achieve those goals than it is to actually achieve the goal. Because it, it's possible that you could run into some snags, some uh, scenarios that are out of your control, that will keep you from achieving that goal in that three month period. And that's fine, but as long as you're becoming the kind of person who can achieve that goal, then maybe you can get that goal in the next quarter. Maybe you can get it you know, a week after your goal date. All that is good, but the most important thing to remember is, am I making progress in becoming the kind of person who can achieve that goal? That's more important than am I achieving the goal because that will eventually get you there. You know, We all run into circumstances that can challenge us, that can change our timelines and things like that. So make sure you're becoming the kind of person that can achieve that goal. And the other thing that I wanna say is as you look at setting goals for 2020, don't just set a goal in your mind. That's not really gonna get you very far. That's what most people do whenever they set New Year's resolutions, right? They just say out loud, I'm going to lose 20 pounds or I'm going to uh, run a 5K or whatever the case may be. But if all you do is just say it aloud to yourself, chances of you getting there are probably one in a thousand. So you, and don't just write them down. A lot of people will say, well, I'm gonna go further than that. I'm gonna write it down. And that's great. That's better than just saying it out loud, but don't just write them down. You have to create a plan. How am I going to get there? And then you have to use a system that prioritizes your plan. You have to have a system in place, like these goal planners do, that make you look at those goals every single day and then prioritize what are the things that I have to do to achieve my goal. If, you, if you're not prioritizing those things, if you're not making sure that that's the one thing you get done that day, then there's no reason to think you're going to achieve that goal. 
you have to prioritize it every day. And that's the other great thing about a goal planner is it keeps your priorities straight. You have to go back and look at those goals every single day, and then you have to create priorities you know, in your lead goals. You've got lead goals and lag goals. That's something else we didn't talk about. You know, saying that I want to eventually save a million dollars, that's a lag goal. Now, I may say I need to save $1,000 a month in order to get there. Well, if I'm going to save $1,000 a month, that's a lead goal. We know that's going to lead to eventually achieving that lag goal. And so you set lead goals on a daily basis that are going to achieve your lag goals. And there's lead and lag inside of a quarter in just the same way that it's lead and lag a yearly goal as compared to a 10-year goal. So use those lead goals and you set those priorities every single day. And you have to look at them every single day. Personally, I look at them in the morning and I look at them at night. Every morning I look at those goals before I set my priorities. And every night I look at those goals and say, did I prioritize these things? You know, what did I do in order to get closer to achieving those goals so that I can think about that and review the day and say, what could I do differently to make sure that next time I do a better job of keeping this prioritized or next time I do a better job of actually achieving this lead goal that I'd set out to achieve. And I grade myself, like I said, daily uh, to make sure that I do that. And don't just review daily, also review weekly. Uh, going back and reviewing the whole week and looking at a series of days in a row, then it's easier to see kind of the big picture things on, you know, what did I let distract me? What did I do that uh, took me off track? Or what's one of the behaviors that I'm going to need to change next week in order to make sure that this doesn't happen again? And the other thing that I would say, the last thing, is know that nothing is impossible. Things take different amounts of time, things take different amounts of commitment, and things take you know, different amounts of planning, but there's nothing out there that's actually impossible. You can achieve anything that you want to achieve given enough time, given enough commitment, and given the right plan. And so as you think about that big picture, as you think about what you want your life to look like 10 or 15 years down the road, know that nothing is impossible. Anything that you actually want, you can achieve it just depends on your level of commitment, the planning that you do, and the amount of time you give yourself to do it. So with that, I'm going to uh, close out the podcast. And I also wanted to say that things have gotten really busy around here. So don't be surprised if I miss a week or two of the podcast as we go. Doesn't mean I quit. Doesn't mean I'm not coming back. But it might mean that I have to take a couple weeks without coming out with a podcast because we've gotten so so busy with other things. Um, you know, my priorities, my family. My priority is my kids, and my kids right now are playing basketball. I've got four of them that are playing basketball. We've got a minimum of 12 games a week right now in basketball, and so it's an extremely busy time for us to try and get them everywhere that they need to be, not just for basketball, but for church and for school and for everything else, and then you've got the holidays. So if I don't, if you don't hear from me between now and then, everybody have a very Merry Christmas, have a great New Year, set some great goals for 2020, and go out and achieve those goals. Welcome to the Impact Legacy and Meaning Podcast, where we discuss the mindset, strategies, and tactics that will allow you to make the kind of impact you want on your family, your business, and your community, while creating a personal and financial legacy that will last for generations. I'm Sean Skaggs, your host. I'm a father, husband, business leader, and follower of Christ who's on a mission to help you create the impact legacy and meaning you want for your life. Don't forget to go to impactlegacyandmeaning.com to download your free personal assessment 
And if you like the show, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and be sure to leave a review on iTunes and help spread the word. This podcast is brought to you by Impact, Legacy, and Meaning Groups. If you want to increase your impact on your business, family, and community while building a personal and financial legacy that will last for generations, if you want support and accountability while getting there, if you want to 10x your creativity and intelligence for bridging the gap between where you are now and where you want to be, then apply to join a peer group at impactlegacyandmeaning.com. Thanks for listening to Impact Legacy and Meaning. If you found what you heard today helpful, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. That would really help me out. Also, don't forget to download your own personal assessment from impactlegacyandmeaning.com, where you can also check the show notes for any links or references from today's podcast. And remember, the only thing holding you back is you.